The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gon' run this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the show. We are live again. It is a Thursday. We got Alice Clancy in the studio. Welcome to the show, 888-346-9144. Call in, 9144, something like that. 888-346-9144. Give us a call. You want to join the show? Uh, got a lot of sports to talk about. I want to get into some, um, as we get into the show, to the San Fran, San Fran quarterback situation, I, which I don't really know if it's a quarterback situation, but we'll go back and forth with that. Um, welcome to the show, Alex, again. Thank you. That's it? That's all you yeah, got? That was, yeah. That's it? I have a lot less to say because we're four days a week now. Um, I, don't, I don't have anything built up. Well, I need to go to five days or you don't talk at all. You just be in, <laughs> just be in here. Um, I'm leaving. What I, I leave tomorrow. I go to Orlando, and I can't wait. I yeah, can't wait. What's that for? For me to get out the house. Yeah? I can't I can't. Man, I cannot wait. You need to just go play golf for a few days? No, it's, I'm going to play for, yeah, maybe. No, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to golf, uh, but I'm doing some stuff with Lexus Nexus. But I just can't wait to leave the house. Nice. I'm I'm just I've never felt this way in a long time, but I can't wait to when I go on trips. Like when I do overnight go, golf trips, I'm happy about that because yeah. I, I get to you know I get stretched out. I don't hear a lot of noise. I don't hear any yelling from room to room. I just I like quiet, man. I like quiet. I don't like a lot of noise. But that's just me. So I can't wait to go. So you got any guests lined up for the show? Um, you know, I'm, I have an inside track potentially with Scott Williams, the uh, assistant coach from Milwaukee Bucks. That's he cool. used to play. Uh, Used to play with the Bulls, won a few championships. He's got a really great backstory. So um, I have an email out to him. So maybe uh, next week we'll be able to get him sometime. Scott don't have a backstory. Scott likes to do events like I do. I see him at uh, bowling he, events, and you know, like he does. It, he used to do a lot of stuff with the uh, the Sun. Yeah. So yeah, and he was a uh, in and out. Or he did the halftime show. Where he was a. Uh, well, he, he and uh, Cedric Sabalas did it for a while, and Cedric had a, um, a heart incident, and then um, Scott did it. But Scott might have did it before him. But I don't know. He he was still active in the community. I haven't seen Scott in about a year, but I know he's around here somewhere. Yeah, he's a nice guy. All right, what do you make of this uh, um, Kaepernick situation as far as his uh, percentage is going down? The um, he he not able to read him not able to read defenses. Him not being able to read defenses. I, I don't I don't see that as the case. I think the offense has changed a lot uh, from last year to this year. Um. But I think uh, Harbaugh has a nice game plan going for when they get in the playoffs, and he changes everything up. That's just my hope because it would be crazy for him not to be able to read defenses now with an offensive guy over there in Jim Harbaugh. <clears throat> so uh, what, do you, what do you take on that? Well, I mean, I think that they made a huge mistake by trading Alex Smith. I mean, first off, I think that now you can see how this, uh, this spread offense, the read option offense, uh, in my opinion, is a fad. 
And you see with RG3, he's become more of a pocket passer, if not a complete pocket passer now due to his injury. Kaepernick's one bad hit away from getting injured the same, same way RG3 was. Uh, I think that Alex Smith is going to be sorely missed. And to say that they're going to for sure make the playoffs is an overstatement because they're 6-3 they're and three right now. So there's a bunch of teams that are vying for that uh, for the uh, for the wild card spots, and I mean Seattle's nine and one, so they pretty much locked up the division. Arizona's five and four. Uh, you have uh, Chicago, Green Bay, Phillies at five and five. You know you have Carolina also. I mean you have teams that can maybe take their spot in the playoffs, and then you go from making the Super Bowl and thinking that Colin Kaepernick's your future to not even making the playoffs next year. So, I mean, th- this could be a huge mistake made by Jim Harbaugh and the organization, uh, maybe being a little too brash f- with uh, taking the reins of a guy that's only played, hadn't even played a year in the league yet starting. So, I mean, this, it was a big risk, and, and right now it's kind of up in the air as to what it was a good, whether it was a good idea or not. And they have New Orleans this week. If they get, if they get mopped the floor by New Orleans, uh, who knows? I mean, that'll be 6-4 and four, you know, over halfway through the season. They could, we could have a problem in San Francisco. It can be, but you know they pull up. I think Carolina did themselves a service going into San Fran and winning that game. That's a football game I like to see. So it was a defensive game. Fortunately, uh, unfortunately for the um, San Francisco 49ers that Kaepernick has got sacked so many times, he was under duress. But defensive coordinators are now saying keep him in the pocket and, and make him be right. the throwing. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, right, I, and, and you you do that because I thought last year he's playing off natural ability, raw talent, going out there having fun, um, and the spread offense seems to fit his game, his style of play. But that's not the San Francisco 49er offense. I, I know mean, it's not, it but I'm, I'm saying that's why they came up. Teams couldn't adjust to him. They was winning games last year because they wasn't able to adjust to that right away. On a run, oh, defensive coordinators are smart. But you give me a year, you give me six months on a guy. It's not even a year; it's, it's about six months on figuring out the spread offense. You you watch these college offenses and college coaches; they bringing in different guys just to all your job is to is defend or create the spread offense or the spread defense. That's all you have to do. But you give a professional, a NFL defensive coordinator. To figure out the quarterback, figure out what you do in his defense and where you can place guys and still be uh, somewhat of a good pass defense and and good on the run. Well, they're gonna figure it out. So now they're saying they're keeping uh, Kaepernick in the pocket, have him win, beat beat us by throwing a football. Yeah, absolutely. And it's this is we've seen this so much more recently with with uh, with media blowing up and, and all things like that that. You give the guy one year, and so say last year, all they had was college film on him. They didn't have any NFL film on him with the NFL players and NFL personnel. So that's why the sophomore slump happens to a lot of guys, because then you have these defensive coordinators that are geniuses in their own craft, and all they do is they spend summers watching these guys that gave them problems last year, and you defend against them, and you make a game plan against these guys, because now you actually have NFL film on them. Same thing with baseball. You know, uh, like all these rookies that will have huge years, and then the next year, like Strasburg this year, I mean, he had a pretty good year, but he had a huge year his rookie year, and then uh, he had the injury, he had the surgery and everything, but uh, then you, you, you know his tendencies, you know uh, things that he, that he will normally do that you didn't know the first time you, you faced him, so... Uh, that's that's what's happened here with Kaepernick, and it's it's definitely showing. It's definitely ringing true. I, I think a lot of times though, with the um, with the sophomore slump, the offense is so narrowed down uh, for these guys as, as rookies coming in. Uh, it's rare when you get a guy who uh, I say Andrew Luck had an extensive playbook. It's rare when you can get a guy to come in there and do those type of things. Andrew Luck didn't have to run a whole lot. He did everything from the pocket, but he's a he's a mobile go- quarterback by mobile. 
if he needs to escape, he can escape. Yeah. Whether that be stepping up or stepping back, everything is timing with the quarterback, timing with the receivers as far as their drops and their route progression. If he's if he's the the mobile guy, and I, and I think, you know, let me go back to Kaepernick, I think Jim Harbaugh is doing a, I hope he's doing a masking situation where he's going to allow Kaepernick to go back into that spread somewhat more um, later on the season. But you make it a point, they have to go to New Orleans and play New Orleans and they could be six and four easily. And if the car and the Cardinals are playing Jacksonville, Jacksonville. So if they take our business, now they're tied for second in that division. Right now they got opportunities. The Arizona Cardinals got opportunities to put themselves in a position where it comes down to that wild card spot. It might be after Seattle. It can be Arizona having that wild card spot going into Seattle playing Seattle. Um, but I, I think Kaepernick, uh, he'll pull it together. I, I kind of like his demeanor when when everyone's criticizing him. He still uh, he he seems like. Of his his comments were were true. They were value. Um, they were honest comments. But you know, a lot of te- a lot of us from the outside looking in don't know his progression or where he's. Because um, last year he just played off raw ability. Now he's really learning how to play quarterback. Now he's learning how to throw from the pocket. Uh, at UNL, what was it, Nevada, Reno, mm-hmm. where he played? Well, he could do whatever he want there. Yeah, and he could throw. In, in college, in pros, eleven guys may be extremely good. As in a collegiate level where there's probably six guys. Yeah, and it's funny that I, I would assume that Jim Harbaugh wasn't 100% on board with trading Alex Smith because Stanford is a pro-style offense, an old-school pro-style offense. The spread offense stuff never really happened there. So when Jim Harbaugh comes in and now he has a spread offense guy to deal with, it kind of changes. He, he's not the, the genius that he used to be with an NFL-style offense, hence why he got the job coming out of Stanford. Alex Smith was his perfect guy. They they broke down the broke down the playbook. They gave him plays that he could flourish with, and they ran him into the ground. and And that and that's what happened. You run, you play good defense, and you have a serviceable quarterback. Now Kaepernick's a wild card. You never know what's, what you're going to get every week. Take away again. I said this last week. Take away the game against Green Bay, Week One, where he where he blew the roof off. He has he has a less he has a a low seventies quarterback rating, and. That's not going to cut it if you want to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, look what he did last week. That was an SEC game last week. The quarterbacks were, were, were non-existent. You had run games, you had defense, you had field goals. And if you can't win ugly, you're not going to win Super Bowls in this game. You have to win. You have to win games where you put in a position to win. And Kaepernick just looked, he didn't look as confident as he did last year. It's probably why a lot of organizations uh, are not so quick to get rid of quarterbacks that we think that should be gone a long time ago. Um, because it's hard to find a, a franchise quarterback. It's hard to find a quarterback who has a grasp a lot better than the second guy of the offense and what you're trying to do scheme-wise as far as moving the ball down the field, up and down the field. So uh, I think Alex Smith would have been great another year there, but they didn't. They, they kept going back and forth with uh, uh, paying him or not paying him. Then they give him a two-year deal. Then they talked about bringing in Peyton Manning. Um, what that does to a quarterback who's at that point has been in the league for probably, what, eight years? Something like that. Um yeah, I think it was Alex Smith, Alex Smith's best interest to leave and go somewhere. Of course, else. it was. Uh, but it, it wasn't for San Francisco. Not for San Francisco. So and, now, and so look now at, you got to ride this bus. Uh, Kaepernick is driving. And well, we'll look at the backups. Colt McCoy, and it's and it's interesting that Colt McCoy might do a better job with this offense than Colin Kaepernick. The way it's looking right now, you have him throw the ball eighteen times a game. You run the ball with your bevy of running backs. I mean, you have Frank Gore, Kennel Hunter. And LaMichael uh, uh, James in the backfield, why not just run, 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 play defense, 
low-scoring games, uh, control the ball, and have Colt McCoy just, just throw some Alex Smith passes, you know, 15 yards and in. And I feel like if you, if you do that, I mean, they might win more games that way, especially looking at how Kaep- Kaepernick's played the past few weeks. I don't know why they don't run football anyway. Uh, you got Frank Gore. And, well, consistently running football. With a defense like that, I can buy myself some time with run and, and with a successful run game, play action off of that. Uh, you have the um, you have a lot of things that can come off that as far as holding defenses in where you can hit the underneath routes. You got to have the linebackers who have to be committed. So um, I don't know why they, the strategy is that he has to throw the ball down the field right away yeah. when, you, when you got that type of running running uh, crew back there. And you have Anquan Bolden, probably the best uh, possession receiver. Uh, he used to. I mean, he's still very, very serviceable as a possession receiver. You have Michael Crabtree coming back, who's the same way. Well, well, Mario Manningham. Yeah, yeah, but he's back. I mean, you have you have a somewhat of a deep ball threat there. But you don't want to be throwing the ball. You want to cut down turnovers as much as possible, especially with this six and four, with this six and four record that they have. Every possession is so important. You can't afford to give any up. And this is this is very very pivotal. This game will tell a lot about the San Francisco 49ers going into the Superdome against a team, one of the hottest teams, maybe looking like the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, take away Kansas City. I don't give them the nine and zero record that they have. New Orleans looks like the scariest team in the NFL right now. So you go in there if. You get if you lose thirty thirty to nine or something like that. If you don't put up any touchdowns, thirty you lose, to nine. Yeah, if you lose some, something like that, because you know New Orleans is going to put up points regardless of the defense they're playing against. They're going to have to figure out a whole lot of things. A after lot that of game. after this game, we're going to know a lot. We're definitely going to know a lot. But he Harbaugh might go. He might go to distance with uh, Kaepernick, like like they tried to do in Houston with uh, Matt Schaub, and and it cost them a couple games when they could have had Keenan in, uh, who's playing lights out right now. The team was more rejuvenated when he met quarterback, so they had to find a spark somewhere. And I, I don't know where this um, – and I'm not putting everything down on Kaepernick. There's 10 other guys on that field. But when you, you – offensively, with the offensive mind, the coach that they have over there, you have to control half of the football field and then work the other half. You have to control the – at first it used to be – well, we only control north and south. Well, you got to play east and west now in, in football. Every inch of the football matters. So I think they not shorten the package down for him, but hand the football off so it opens, all, opens up more things as far as the pass. You mentioned he has Anquan. You can throw a, a quick one yard out to Anquan, and that's a, a stop route. That's a run play in the NFL now. Yeah. And you have those type of receivers. You have Crabtree coming back. Um, Manningham, I think he got hurt again, so I don't know when he's going to come well, back. Well, Vernon Davis had a mild concussion, but he'll be playing yeah. this week. Yeah, mild concussion, which means in the NFL, see you on Sunday. Yeah, that's, ooh. Well, we're, t- <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. Kwame Lai Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
the job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio with me, and we are talking football right now. Uh, there's a lot of football to be talked about. Uh, also, basketball. We'll see if we get into some of that probably later on. We'll see. Because there was a comment or a tweet by Matt Barnes, Alex mentioned. We'll get into that as we move on to the show. Uh, didn't the 49ers uh, release uh, Kyle Williams, the guy who fumbled two years ago? Oh, I feel bad for that kid. Yeah. ASU they, 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 went, they went ASU, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought... I thought he would make that that roster somewhere as the third receiver, maybe the fourth receiver, because what they have over there, they could run a four-receiver package and put uh, Gore in the backfield because Gore, is, he's a good receiver running back. Um, and he's healthy now. I mean, like, he was he was marred by injury uh, like three or four years in a row, and now he's just – Frank he's Gore. He's nails now, yeah. He's yeah, uh, yeah. you probably – He looked like Frank Gore coming out of Miami. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, – but Calvin Williams did get released, and I don't know – that that doesn't play a whole lot of why Kaepernick is playing the way he's playing, but you know it's it's that was a weapon right there. But I remember the situation. I felt bad for him when he dropped that punt return. That might have cost two. him two, oh. cost him cost him a game getting in the, uh, for the playoffs and all that. That that was crazy. That was a crazy. But I don't know. He's he's talented enough where he, he haven't been in trouble. He'll find a uh, well. I guess you got to get in trouble to get on an NFL roster. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully he get picked up picked up somewhere. Did you see the Sam Hurd sentence 15 years? Yeah, well, because he's an idiot. I mean, there's so many people that, yeah, if you do, so for people you want to, for people that don't know, I mean, he was arrested on drug trafficking charges, or uh, intent to to traffic a lot of drugs. This came out, what, a year and a half ago or something? Something like that, and then he just went to trial 15 years. Yeah, I mean, don't do it. Drug trafficking. I think he just signed a deal, too, with uh, Chicago. Yeah, right, right. He came from the Giants, right? He Mm -hmm. started with the Giants and came... What are you? Do? You're not making enough money. Apparently, they don't, they don't think they are. I don't. I don't. I, I didn't get that one. I didn't get that one. I can I can see wanting more money from your play, but not <laughs> not taking um. Now I'm not gonna speak too much on this, but you, you know, taking a couple hundred thousand of his money and trying to turn it into a million to, to turn it into millions. Uh, former Bears and Cowboys. He played for the Cowboys, uh, serving eighty five percent of his fifteen year sentence. He must serve eighty five percent. What do you think he'd get out in 
12, 13 years? Yeah. I mean, at that point. But he was spared life. They could have gave him life. Drug trafficking. And you're talking about some millions of dollars he he tried to uh, muscle up. Yeah, he had a $5 million contract waiting for him. <laughs> waiting for him. $5 million. Who said $5 million yeah. or five years? $5 million. $5 million contract. I'm not sure of the years, but $5 million contract is waiting for him. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't know where he's from or where he come from or his background or anything like that. But that's unfortunate. You had an NFL career, and like like Pat Tillman had an NFL career. He tried to serve the country. Well, I guess he was trying to serve the country also. Ugh. Sam Hurd. Yeah, <laughs> a different di- different demographic. Uh, Matt Barnes, did you see the um, the uh, game last night, the Oklahoma and uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't think uh, Ibaka should have got suspended from that from that play. His hands were up. It came off a rebound. Um, Blake Griffin. Had his arm locked. I, mean, I don't watch this thing about what well, they replayed it about a hundred times. Yeah. So I watched it probably eighty eight times. <laughs> the, uh, he had his arm locked, and he just after a while you don't let go. Yeah, you gonna try to get your arm out. You pushing it. I think Blake was trying to you know get a foul or something from out of that. But Matt Barnes saw. Matt Barnes don't feel what uh, Ibaka feel with his arm locked. He saw he sees that and he pushes Ibaka. Yeah, I mean, and this is it's interesting what the tweet was. So he gets ejected. For those of you who didn't see it last night, he gets ejected. Goes into the locker room. Literally through the third quarter when the game's still going on, he tweets this out. This, I mean, this is awful. He goes, uh, quote, I love my teammates like family, but I'm done standing up for these N-words. All these, all this, you say that? Yeah, all this, all this S stuff in a four-letter form does this cost me money, period. So Standing up for his teammates. Yeah, so he's done for, standing up for these people, and I'm assuming he's talking about Blake Griffin. Because Blake Griffin, he's no, this has he's happened. A, this has happened a few times where Matt Barnes, Blake Griffin gets gets a little pop, and Matt Barnes pushes, and it's it's funny. He's like, I love my teammates, but I I'm calling you guys babies and wusses because I have to stand up for you all the time. And he's played on eight teams in ten years, so obviously he doesn't have real family in the NBA. I'm sure he's played with every single person that's in the NBA right now. He's got. He's a hothead. He always has been. He's ma- he's masked his game. He's, he lost like twenty or thirty pounds coming out of uh, coming out of UCLA mm-hmm. after the first year. He came and he got he got svelte. He got he got um just super thin, fast. And worked on his three point shot even more. But he's he's a throwaway all the time. People just release him. One year contract release. One year contract release. And he went from the Lakers to the Clippers. I mean, he has no sort of. No, I, the, the Clippers end up winning that game, right? Yeah, they yeah. won by. I think they won by twelve. Yeah, um, yeah. That 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 doesn't make sense if you're on your eighth team in ten years. You talking about you love your family, your family being basketball, um, and um, you do this. Uh, the Clippers could be looked at as a soft team. Uh, they're not the Detroit that I grew up on. They're the one who went back to back. Isaiah and those guys, but you do have to have an enforcer. I think uh, every team Dennis Rodman was on, he was that enforcer guy, and he played that way. It, it wasn't, but to that, his detriment followed him around the league, and he was always, you know, quick to get a, uh, the whistle blown on him for any and everything. Blake Blake Griffin just wanted to make '60s commercials. I, I don't and dunk all the time. I, he's not my favorite guy on that team, although he's with talent. But every, everyone else has to stand up for him and. and at some point, you have to stand up, and these guys. And I hear what uh, Matt Barnes is saying, but Matt Barnes, you on your eighth team, you talking about family. You didn't have to do that because you didn't understand the situation. Blake, Bar- no one else was fighting their own battles. That don't mean you have to fight them all the time. Yeah, I mean it's 
We expect this now, though. I mean, this is just, this is just what it is. He gets fined, but he puts himself in the he's put he puts himself in these positions. He could break it up like normal teammates do. You don't need to fight. NBA fights. All these NFL guys I hear on the radio, they're like, NFL, NBA fights aren't real fights. No, they they're like free. tickling each other compared to what we do. You know, so it's like it's not it's not the same. And he just he likes to be the the, the badass and, and whatnot, but. If you shut your mouth, play basketball. He could actually get a good contract. I mean, he could get he could be making a lot more money than he is right now if he would just shut his mouth and play basketball. I thought he. I always thought Matt Barnes was serviceable. I thought he was pretty good. He was with the Lakers, also, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, I the Lakers, he, Cleveland, uh, Golden State, Golden State when they had that fun team to watch uh, a few years back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the Clippers to me are the Phoenix Suns when Steve Nash was here in 08 and 09. They were a fantastic regular season team, but they don't have the pieces to win a championship. No, I thought he was. Um, I thought he was pretty good. Um, but um, he, obviously, he's he's lining up. He's finding a spot every year somewhere. Um, I know some guys that played on ten NFL teams, but they found in a spot, and you still getting the check. Unfortunately, it's just probably ten and done for. Um, not not for Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes will find a way to play fifteen years in the league doing what he's doing. Fifteen years. He'll be in Miami next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't gone there yet. I do have a question for you, though, and this just this just came up with regards to the NBA. Do you think that the Lakers or Clippers should sign Lamar Odom? And if so... For what? Rehab? No. Well, I mean, it's come out that both teams have monitored his day-to-day uh, to see how he's doing mentally and physically at that point. Uh, more mentally and emotionally, I would assume, because he's a very emotional guy. Um, and the Lakers really burned him by by uh, the trade for Chris... Like, for he, he would have gone... well. No, no, no. That that was afterwards. Like they had to trade him at that point. They were going to trade him to uh, with the Chris Paul trade that got vetoed. So he comes back to the team. Pau Gasol worked through it. Lamar Odom was lost. So they they, they traded him to Dallas for I think eight million dollars, just straight up. And now and then he went to the Clippers. He got released uh, for personal reasons from from Dallas, and then he went and signed with the Clippers. Do you think that one of these two teams should sign him? And if so, what team would he go to? Do you think? If he has the option between the two, yeah. he should go to the Lakers. You think so? And I think the so Lakers. You think that he would? They would just make amends at this point, and he would go back. As he was really hurt by what they did to him. After that, it was it was his career, not his career, but his personal stuff went downhill from there. Um, especially when you think you belong somewhere and you, and you find out you really don't. Uh, that you could easily be betrayed. Who makes the comment? Um, you know, these guys that get paid, they just assets. This is a whole big business. They are just assets. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna move on to the next one. Um. Yeah, I think the Lakers would be the best place. I think the Lakers should, if he's still, if they've been monitoring his um personal life, bring him back because they could use him. Yeah, the and Lakers I th- could use him. I think Kobe needs a friend too, and it, him and him and Lamar go way back. I mean, years and years back. Kobe needs a friend. He does. <laughs> he he needs somebody in his corner because Pau Gasol and him have have always kind of butted heads, and Kobe butts heads with everybody. Right. And, and with all these new guys on these one-year expiring contracts that the Lakers have signed them to, it's, it's kind of like a new team, and I think Kobe needs a rock. And I think Lamar Odom has been and could be again. But having said that, uh, Lamar got drafted by the Clippers, so that's where he started and that's where he's ended at this point. And he, I went to Miami, and then he came to the Lakers and, all, and, and whatnot, won championships with the Lakers. I just don't know. I mean, I think the Lakers would be better as well. What happened to it? Uh, he and his wife are they divorced yet? I don't or? know. I don't watch that show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't watch that. I mean, that's for <laughs> idiots, boneheads who watch reality shows. And when I say that, I watch a reality. I watch do watch a reality show that makes fun of reality shows. It's uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood. 
something like that, some fake stuff, Kevin Hart stuff. Um, it's just fun. They just make fun of the Hollywood scene. Um, but well, it's I, Kevin Hart, Nick Cannon. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, uh, all those guys. That's uh, all. You know, that's that's musty TV. I'm sure. You can YouTube it too. Also, I, I won't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the Lakers would be a better team uh, for him to go to, even though he got drafted by the Clippers. And you say you can always go home. Maybe this is his last run, and the Clippers can use him. The Clippers are one of the teams we talk about of NBA championship status. Um, I don't know how they're going to get out the West, though. I mean, they 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 have to play San Antonio. They have to play. They have to get past um, my young boys in the Golden State area. Uh, but, you know, they are the team that's talked about as the NBA championship. Yeah, and San Antonio has the best record in the NBA, and we haven't heard one. Uh, best, well, they're 8-1, and one and Indiana's 8-0. No. Nobody talks about them. Nobody. I mean, it's just, it's just small markets. Small markets, <laughs> but you know what? They show up at the end of the day. 41 out of 46 years in existence, they've made the playoffs. How is that? How is that small market still? That small market. It's just crazy. Well, because you have the Cowboys down the street. Yeah. You have, I mean, you have the Rockets with Dwight Howard. I mean, all these guys have done is draft well, uh, no, they kept acquire their, guys they kept organically. Their team together. Yeah, and, and Tim Duncan can play three more years if he plays the way he did last year. And you sit him six or seven, eight games during the course of the year with Tony Parker too. I mean, they could win forever. They should have won last year if it wasn't for a Ray Allen three when you sat <laughs> Tim Duncan uh, and, and you didn't get a rebound off um, off a free throw. I mean, it just it. I don't know. I, I'm fine if I'm the San Antonio Spurs. I'm fine with the media attention. I, I like where with the lack of it. With the lack of it, I'm fine with that. Because everybody know we're talking about them now. Everybody know they have superstar status over there. But the Alamo Dome. I mean, who? Uh, no one's. Everyone can YouTube or the History Channel or the. Yeah, that's what San Antonio is. But that's one of my favorite teams because of the way they play, the way they never cry about media exposure. They just get the job done on the court. Yeah, and, and that's that's a reflection of their coach, who I still think is the best coach in the NBA. I, this this is what I want to see this year. I, I'm I've turned into a, it's become must see for me the Indiana Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I want them to come down to it with Miami and they beat Miami, and then they play for the championship against San Antonio. Yeah, they had them. I mean, they've had them on the ropes a couple times. You talk about they, they they had you talk about two playoffs. teams who don't get exposure. But everyone will watch that in, uh, as the uh, NBA championship. Yeah, it's organic versus put together. Like Indiana, they've drafted well. They've signed key free agents. They haven't. Oh well, Paul George got paid. I mean, but Paul George is gonna is a top five player in the NBA now. You either eating uh, vegetarian or vegan. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We're gonna take a quick break. What the hell does that mean? We'll take a quick break. The two teams. Okay. Come back at them. <laughs> You're better than that. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're talking wolves and the pros and cons of them with David Allen from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Minnesota Deer Hunter Association Executive Director, Mark Johnson. Ah, we're a wolf pack! With uh, Jeff Hagner, who's the Director of Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and finally, Mrs. Bonnie. And it's brought to you by Outdoor Channel and Ram Trucks. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We are talking a little basketball. Since we're on basketball, did you watch any of the uh, what was going on in Chicago? University of Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, uh, Duke. That was Ooh. that had my attention the whole yeah. time. Well, both of them, Jabari uh, Jabari Parker and uh, and Wiggins looked like they everything looked, they said. They, they looked like they didn't be. need to be playing college. You know, they look, they Wiggins, look LeBron-esque. Wiggins got to control his uh, – uh, Parker looks like he's ready to play in an in a NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Wiggins would you – know, he didn't hurt himself not – you know, but he got in foul trouble uh, too early, too often, and then he had to sit down. But he ended up getting 22 points. Uh, I think he had eight assists. Um, and, and half of those points were maybe dunks and breakaways. But you, look, you watch those games, you see – you watch those two guys, they are everything – the people say they are. Yeah. They look like they're prof- – Parker just look – now, I'm I'm always for University of Kansas, first and foremost. Parker looks like he's just – he can play in the NBA right now yeah. on somebody's team and make them better. Yeah. It's easy – and I say this, easy is loosely defined here, but it's easy to get up for this game early on national TV. The The great players always rise to the challenge, especially when everybody's watching – Let's see what it's like because Duke is always known for losing to teams they shouldn't lose to in the middle of the season. You know, like I, I mean, doesn't it, it Clemson or, or somebody like that? Some team that they're not supposed to lose to. Um, we'll see what happens through the process of the year, through the you know thirty games that they play, and then into the tournament. We'll see if they can withstand the long season. I mean, they both played long seasons because high school teams, good high school teams, play a lot of games. We'll see what happens. You know, game fifteen. If he's still averaging, you know, twenty three and twenty three and nine or whatever Parker? he's averaging now, yeah. Well, both of them. Yeah, but if if he has, as he grows, th- these guys, do you know in about two hundred some days, two hundred fifty some days, they be they be drafted in the NBA. Two hundred and ninety something days, they be drafted in the NBA. Right now, they playing probably their third or fourth college game. Um, and if they could still, and if this, if this was baseball, they'd be playing in the pros right now. Yeah, and and the the exciting part to me, and because I'm kind of a nerd is that combined they had three turnovers, which is huge. It shows a lot of, a lot of maturity, 
not turning the ball over, not getting too excited, playing within yourself, even though within yourself is better than anybody else in the in the gym. Right. Uh, besides each other, uh, three turnovers is that that that's a big thing. That's a big thing because LeBron would turn the ball over a lot in his high school games. He turned the ball over a lot his his, his rookie year in the NBA. Like all that stuff. If you can play uh, good basketball and not turn the ball over, that's you're you're head and shoulders above everybody else in college ranks. No one even talked about. Um uh, Rick Pitino's team, and they're they're right there. I wonder why they didn't add another t- uh, two other teams for that event. Uh, this this event took place in Chicago. Uh, three was it Tuesday? Was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night. It took it took place in uh, Chicago, and it was the uh, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to add Louisville, and the, the number three team in the country. You had you had four and five, and one and two. You bring the third team in there, and the number sixteen. And you play that out. That's a that's a must see TV. Although what they did show was must see, and I love to see the TV ratings for that. Uh, Kansas end up beating, um, end up winning, and uh, Michigan State end up winning. Yeah, and look at this. Uh, Julius Randle was another freshman for uh, Kentucky at twenty seven and thirteen, which is good. You know, whatever nine for fourteen, he was nine for fifteen from the line and had eight turnovers. Eight turnovers. That's what I'm talking about. You can put up gaudy numbers, but if you cost your team ten or twelve points on turnovers. You may as well score fifteen instead of twenty-seven. Yeah, because so, you're, you're giving away you're giving away two to three points every turnover. Yeah, possibly. Um, but I like um, Tom Izzo. Just seems like he just seems like his players want to play for him. Not not that those other top teams though, because obviously they wouldn't be there. But you look at Kentucky; those guys know they want and done there. Yeah, and and it's interesting because Patino uh, uh, Calipari came out and said. I didn't uh, like his. I didn't like his. I loved it. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, before all that, when he was saying, "Well, it's going to be hard to be the Michigan State team because those guys stay together. Uh, my guys are here for one or maybe two years." And he was making every excuse in the book and in, in the world. But if I'm um, if I'm watching that as a as a player or a student student athlete on that team, I'm thinking like this guy. I know the mind games the coaches play, and maybe they knew too also, but. I'm thinking, well, he's not giving us any chance to beat Michigan. He's a great motivator. He he's, is. He's one of the best in college basketball. I think Tom Izzo is probably the best because he gets the most out of his players out of probably any any other coach in the country. He gets those guys from Michigan to stay in Michigan. Yeah, and, I mean, there have been plenty of times where they've been in the in the upper 20s, you know, uh, upper teens going into the tournament, and they've made sick runs to the Final Four. You don't have to be a number one or two seed in Michigan State. All you have to do is get in the tournament, and then you're forced to be reckoned with. I'm going to try to get Tom Izzo on the show. Once we get the show to where we're going, I'm going to try, and I'm going to come real close. Uh, I bet you I'm going to get one of those coaches from Michigan State to get on the show. I guarantee you. Yeah, I believe But once we, um, once we get in the flow of things, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Voice America Sport, Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, once we get that going, we we'll start um we'll start getting guys on this show. How about that? Yeah, I like that. Call um, go ahead. Michigan State, uh Louisville, Kentucky, Duke. Um who who could be the dark horse for the um uh, in in your final four? And and I'm saying it. See, I'm talking like a fan now because you no know, you know when the season just start, we're already talking about the, the final four like when football start, we're talking about the Super Bowl. And everyone because they like the San Francisco 49ers and then Sanford's right now they are 6 and 2, 6 and 3, 6 and 4. 6 and, they 6 and 4 right now. Yeah. They're 6 and 6 3. and 3. 6 and 3. That's what I said. <laughs> they 6 and 3. Uh, and because we like them so much, we think they've fallen off. But if I didn't like if I didn't like San Francisco and uh, where they were or what conference division they are, they're in, 
I would say six and four is winning. That's a good. That's a good record because you are fan them so much. You already put them in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and now they're six and three, and they have to go to New Orleans. We like, uh oh, what's yeah. going on? And I, I do remember uh, somebody in this studio picking San Francisco to win the Super Bowl or to get to the Super Bowl. So who? Uh, not me. Maybe Deborah did, but uh, oh, stop it! I got the. Oh, you got to get the tape. Yeah, okay. I got the. Yeah, it's easy to say that now, but, but I'm saying that to say this that it's early in uh, collegiate basketball, and I'm already thinking about the Final Four. I, I have Michigan State in it. Michigan State. Duke, because uh, it's, it's tough. Duke, don't sleep on um, what's that? Uh, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, and uh, Kansas. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Yeah, and, and Kansas has you. You mentioned a freshman with all with those numbers, and but he had eight assists. I mean, eight turnovers. Kansas have a lot of freshmen up there, but they're talking about Wiggins, and that's why those other freshmen are gonna be able to get off. I like to see Kansas. Kansas win championships when no one. Gives them the benefit of the doubt. Like when they beat Memphis, they weren't even supposed to be there. Uh, but the year before that, they should have won it. It's, it's crazy how Kansas win their championships, but it is a school to go to for basketball-wise, uh, academic-wise, basketball-wise, football, when you want to when you want to play good good sports. Uh, the Carmelo Anthony effect has become really prevalent in what college effect? basketball. The one and done. No, the beat Kansas as a freshman. Do you want Do you want to keep guessing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have one guy that is better than everybody else in college basketball. He can. I'm almost there. I'm well, almost there. Yeah, well, hurry up. You is, can ride. You, you, I'm not your girlfriend. You don't have to tell me that. Go. You, you, you can. You can ride him all the way through the tournament and win a championship. Just him. Kemba, Kemba Walker did it in Connecticut. He took them from not making the tournament to winning their conference tournament and winning all the way through to the national championship. They got lucky because they played Butler in the championship, but it doesn't matter. Kemba Walker took them there. He had three or four game winners or close to it. This year, you have two guys, if not three, with with guys that are better than everybody else. It'll be interesting to see who shows up in the tournament because I'm sure that Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas, because of those three guys, will be no lower than a two seed, in my opinion. Michigan State, coach-wise, you have you have Marcus Smart, Oklahoma State. You have a lot of guys that lead their teams pretty much on their own. I mean, you have role players and you have stuff like that. The role players are better at Duke and Kansas than at Oklahoma State, obviously. You have Shaka Smart, VCU at 14, a guy that is always a wild card in the tournament, but they're usually unranked. They usually have to win their conference to get in the tournament. Now they're getting national respect. This year might be different than every year we've seen in the past 10. Because there's so many good players, you can't go to the NBA straight out. Uh, like this would have, I'm so excited to see what happens this year. I haven't been more excited about college basketball in a long time. College basketball, as basketball season goes on, we definitely will be talking about that on the show. Um, Michael Beasley used to be that guy when he was better than everybody else at Kansas State. Uh, now, Beasley may, didn't he go to Miami? He ended up in Miami. He got drafted in Miami. Yeah, he's yeah. in Miami now. He may be going back to Miami, right? He's, he, there. he's there right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good for him. He could sit on the bench and and he had re- nineteen a couple nights ago. Re- rethink his thoughts. Yeah, LeBron's not going to deal with that. He's not going to deal with the off the stu- off the field stuff. No, you. He has to. Uh, Beasley has to know right now that he has a third chance at being successful. Basically, he's it, the guy is good. He's pretty good. He, he could have still been in here with the um, Phoenix Suns. He had a chance to be other places, but he just. I don't know how you get sidetracked during an 82-game season. How do you get sidetracked? How do you not get sidetracked? 
You, I'm always on the road. I'm playing all the time. You, I don't. I can't get sidetracked. If you like weed, you can get sidetracked. If you like weed, you can get sidetracked. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. I, I neither uh, would I. Hmm. All right, um, <laughs> Carmelo, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. He did have some help when he beat Kansas. Who's that little point guard that can Jerry shoot? Jerry McNamara shoot from anywhere. Yeah, he had some help. That guy was a star in his own right. Yeah, but where but is we, he now? But we. I'm talking about when he was there. We, were, I don't know, you was talking about right no, now. No, no, yeah. yeah I'm I mean, talking about I, when I, he I was at Syracuse. Try to save my point. Yeah. No, but Carmelo was the best player in in college. But he won the national player of the year. Yeah. And you know, I can make you the best player in um the, in the media if I just talk about you all the time. Yeah, but Carmelo but he is good. He, I mean, no, I'm not taking away from uh, his talent because Carmelo was good. And I like, I was thinking, you have to stop one of those guys. But if you stop Carmelo, then McLemore, he's going to kill you. He's going to eat you up. That guy could shoot from anywhere and not only just penetrate, he created a lot of things. That's why Carmelo can sit out there 18 feet out and, and hit any jumper. Carmelo was the total package. I'm well, not taking Offensively, the offensively not he was a total package. Well, he put up enough points, so he didn't have to play defense. He, the teams were and that's what he's trying to do now when it's not working <laughs> in the NBA. The Knicks, you know, it's not going to work in the NBA. He learned how to play some defense. But the Knicks, um, they need to find a way to get it done over there or it's, that team will get blown up. Yeah. And they have a good coach. Woodson, they have a good coach over there. I think they have a pretty good coach over there. Um, they do have some injuries. Tyson Chandler went Four to down. six. Four he's, to he's, six got a, he's got about another month, a little yeah. over a month left. Yeah, they, they need to. I don't know. When you got a, when you got a, a four or five deep bench, uh, you can maintain those four to six weeks. But yeah. if you don't have a bench, you, well, you're, well, they, get, you're in trouble. They brought in Bargnani. Uh, they have this Prigioni guy who was a 36-year-old rookie last year that, that, that they brought on, which I, I don't really understand. Whatever helps you win games. Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't. So it, 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 so they have Carmelo Anthony. Do they re-sign him? Do they give him the Max Mac Daddy deal? I mean, I don't think anybody should. I, I don't think – I've not. I've never been a fan of Carmelo. He's fun to watch when you don't care about him. I really think that he's everything that's wrong with the NBA. Who was your favorite uh, NBA team? My favorite NBA team? Lakers. Yeah. So you wouldn't want him on the Lakers right now? No. No, no, no. I would not be a Laker fan anymore if he came inside with the Lakers. Let's take a break because I think you lost your mind. No. Call us Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune into Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... 
We cover, cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to One Last Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Last segment of the show. Alex Clancy in the studio. Um, Alex said he wouldn't take Carmelo Anthony to the Los Angeles Lake. You think it'd be a distraction? Because I, I don't think New York should let him go for one. The guy's Good. From, Keep from him there. New, he's from New York. Um, he's he's talking about uh, he's one of early in the season, or maybe even before the season started, that he wants to um, experience a free agent because he's never been a free agent. He wants to experience that. No, you don't have to experience that. You just want the owner of your team to step up and give you the maximum deal. And your words, the Mac Daddy deal, I, I can't put those two together. I don't think he should leave New York. I think he will. He could if he was a Laker. He wouldn't be a. He wouldn't be a Dwight Howard. He wouldn't be a distraction. Um, how old, How young is he to Kobe? How young is he? I mean, I think Carmelo's probably twenty eight. Yeah. So I, I think you can get six great years out of him. It's yeah. Six hopefully, it's some. I, I need somebody that can... You need somebody you got to build around. Well, that can play defense, that is a team player. Carmelo Anthony, say what you want about Kobe, mm-hmm. about how he's how he was, he's a social pariah, he's a Tiger Woods in that regard, but he gets his teammates involved, he takes the shots when he feels he has the best ability to take them, but Kobe had a stretch last year where he averaged over 10 or 12 assists in a, in a 7 or 8 game thing, so he can do it. He does it at times. He's always been a 27-6-6 and guy, 27-7-5 guy. He averages five assists. Carmelo averages three assists a game. Like, that's that's what he is. He has so many stat lines of 29 points, three rebounds, and one assist, and five turnovers. That's what he does. He's a scorer. If he was a shooting guard, fine, but he's a three. He's a swing man. Well, when they when they told, uh, when the Sixers drafted uh, AI, they said, uh, AI said, uh, you didn't bring me here to pass the ball. He's going. He's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Yeah, and he will be. But he also averaged like seven assists over the course of his career, yeah. which was crazy. He was handling the ball. You thought you think he should add more? No, I thought he had less. I thought he was like a four and a half or five assist guy. Like 20, he averaged like like twenty nine and seven his whole career, which is right that's, nuts to me. That's Jordan status right there. Jordan didn't have that many assists ever. No, no, yes, 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 he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Jordan averaged thirty points a game. Yeah, but he didn't average that I'm gonna, I'm gonna look probably. It up. You can look it up right now. I'm gonna do it. Thirty, thirty points a game. Tell me what to do for um, probably about six, six assists. All right. So Who you think he so, when so it was doubling triple game. team? Let's play a game. We don't have time to play games. When he was scoring all those time, uh, hitting all those shots. Who you think he was passing to when they were doubling triple team him and they were knocking him down? Uh, assist. Yeah, I, I know what an assist is. Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to tell you right now. Career numbers. Where the hell? Where the assist? I don't know. I'll fi- I'll find it. But I don't think he had that many. I don't think he was a uh, a big time assist guy. He, 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 well, the same thing with Carmelo Anthony. He don't have to be a big time assist. Yeah, but guy. Jordan was a shooting guard. <clears throat> Jordan was what? Jordan was a shooting guard. What is Carmelo? A, a three. He's a he's a uh, Carmelo he's a swing not, man. Nobody's putting Carmelo on his team to swing anywhere. They putting him to shoot. Give me a point guard, drive or pass it out. Get everyone involved. Make sure everyone name is Carmelo Anthony and knock it down. I don't like Carmelo at all. Yeah, you see, that's that's just it. Oh, here it when, is. When you don't five, like somebody, yeah, yeah, you can find five, everything bad. Well, no, about because him. He, he can't. He doesn't play defense. Nobody plays defense in the NBA. LeBron plays defense. Yeah, maybe not. Like what? He come won- on. What's the numbers you got? He averaged five point three assists per game. 
Jordan. Oh my goodness. Is that not like AI like? What did yeah. I say? AI has six, seven? Yeah. Yeah, so five point three. So you wasted time looking that up when I already told you three minutes ago what what it was. Michael Jordan might be the best basketball player of all time. You can't compare Allen Iris and him together. Allen I'm, not Iris- com- I'm not comparing them. I'm, I'm saying AI and AI told the Sixers, you didn't bring me in here to pass the ball. Yeah, no, that's and, fair. And we were talking about Carmelo as far as him averaging three assists. Well, Carmelo said, you brought me in here to shoot. Carmelo's a pure shooter. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. He's probably the best pure shooter in the game. Are you crazy? Ray Allen? The pure Ray scorer in the player. game? Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't put up the, no- he doesn't put up the shots that Carmelo He's coming does. off the bench. He is coming off the bench. He's That's coming correct. off the bench, and he hit probably the biggest singular shot in Miami Heat history. Well, the history with that three pointer from the corner. Well, the history's not as long as everybody. Well, I understand else's. that. I'm just saying. I mean, it's okay, but but Ray Allen coming off the bench does what he does. Cole, he's just a pure shooter. Wouldn't you want that guy on you? If you want yes, him. I'm not talking about him. We're talking about Carmelo. Yeah, but we're talking about pure shooting now. Yeah, I think we changed over to pure shooting. Well, I mean, we're just talking about the only thing that Carmelo can do is score the ball. That's it. No, let's move on because I think you just wasted a lot of time. I did? Hating on Carmelo, yeah. Just wait. Yes, he's um, never going to win Jack. And that's, that's the true teller that that's I'm not a selfish true. He, player. That might, that's not true. Look at Jawan Howard, who we thought would never win Jack. Well, how he's do you compare Jawan Howard and Carmelo Anthony? They're completely different. We changed the subject to he's never going to win Jack to Jawan right. Howard sitting on the bench and got two world championships. Yeah, he didn't play one game for two years and he got a championship. <laughs> Carmelo, can, if he's prideful, if he's not as prideful as we think he is and want to sit on the bench somewhere? Because I don't think, I think AI career ended because he didn't want to sit on the bench. Right, absolutely. That, I think he could have played two or three more years. You sit on the bench with a, a young superstar like the, uh, uh, LeBron James, yeah, you're going to win a championship. And it, it, may be yeah, just the, from, it may be from your experience in practice and what you get those younger guys to do and everyone in the world feel like, oh, they got AI on their team? I wonder what how the practices are. I wonder how competitive they are. They're competitive enough so when you get in the game, you don't take a step back and you start fast. Allen Iverson. Juan Howard was a coach on a, on that bench. Over yeah, there. and he played as many games as the ball boy for the Heat did last right, time. Right, right, exactly. So, exactly. But he was a coach. You pay guys for their, what's in their head. But, and you also fired them. I understand that. Yeah, I, yeah. You pay people for what's in their head because the coach can't. And, oh, and you may want to say, well, that's why they got assistant coaches. Well, Players and coaches, whether you make them assistant coach or not, they don't talk to coaches. They rather talk to a veteran player before they go to the assistant coach, before they go to the head coach. So there's everybody. There's there's someone for everyone on that team to talk to, and most time it's player to player. Okay, and when so you got a Jawan Howard, that's the first guy you go to. Getting back to the Carmelo thing really quickly, he got drafted by Denver. He he did all right there. He was very unhappy. He wanted to be traded. He wanted to go to New York. So he sat out. Refuse to play, trade me. They trade him. He scores a lot of points. They don't win anything again. He's okay. So I mean, so you saying a guy like him all, should be all, winning right away? All personal, no. All personal stuff aside, with with my dislike for him because he's not a complete basketball player. He is a great scorer. He takes the most shots on the team. He has Jared Smith coming behind him, coming off the bench that does the same exact thing, which I think is a problem as well. But I'm not going to get into that. Well, how Tom? If he can learn to facilitate and not force shots when he shouldn't, mm. he could leap up in my book at least. If he were able to do that, I would be happy to have him as a Laker. But I don't think I think once <laughs> I think once you learn, once you play in the league for seven or eight years, you're not going to change. You either change early, you evolve early, or you stay the same. 
Barring any injuries, um, we, we'll see what this Knicks team find up of end up. And Carmelo is going to be a huge part of that. And hopefully they resign him. Uh, real quick, before we we got a minute and a half, let me get off that. You just wasted about five minutes hating on Carmelo. The uh, Jameson Winston. The, oh, this, here's why he man. won't win the Heisman now because everybody's talking about. Here's why he won't win the Heisman because you got to find something bad about him now. And they saying he's involved with the uh, some charges of. Uh, let me let me pull sexual it up. assault. Sexual assault, which uh, isn't which isn't a lot, which isn't a light something to be taken lightly. Uh, absolutely not. This this is conveniently strategically coming out now. This could have been bo- well. It was brought up last year. What was it in February? At some point, but the. Um, now this information has come out here about uh, sexual assault. Definitely no, you don't take something like this lightly because it's affect um deny he denies sexual battery allegations. Um but yeah, right right when he's uh Florida State is doing what they're supposed to be doing, he's up for the Heisman. Yeah, let's bring this up right now. Let's, let's put this on the table right now. Not not to say if it happened, then we should push it back in. It. No, I don't I don't I don't condone that. If it's if it's done, let's deal with it right now and punish everybody who needs to be punished. Um, but here's why he won't win the Heisman now, because this nonsense coming up. You got 10 seconds. I didn't think he was going to win the Heisman anyway. Yeah. Who you thought was going to You still think it's um, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you guys are saying. These guys I, no, 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 no. I, I don't. Games. I don't agree with it. Huh? I don't agree with it, but I think it's it should be either him or AJ McCarron. And the thing with the, the thing with it the should be AJ McCarron if it's not uh, Winston, Jameson Winston. Yeah, and I, I think they'll lose a game. I think Florida State will lose a game. Florida uh, State. Yeah, I think to they'll who? lose a game before to Florida. It pick team B. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think they'll lose a game because of this allegation. I think I think he's a freshman, and they're going to show that he's he's going to show that he's a freshman. So they're going to wait to the eleventh game to show he's something a freshman? like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> The thing, the thing with the sexual assault stuff, this is all, it's all hearsay. We gotta go, man. Look, oh, oh, dang it. Look. yeah, no, but I think that I think they'll they'll lose a game. Alabama's gonna lose to Auburn. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll get back in this. Yeah, thing. we'll talk tomorrow about definitely this. definitely tomorrow. Same time tomorrow, uh, Friday. We'll finish up next week. Alex will be in the show. I'll be getting some peace and quiet in Orlando, Florida. Without me, is that what you're talking about? Hey, I don't know. What you, yeah, that too. <laughs> and my household. Well, I'm not supposed to talk. We'd be right. we see you next t- tomorrow. Well, yeah, we I got there. Say, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.